Live from the Talking Joe Studios. It's Talking Joe with Chief and Ben. Hey, 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 it's me, the Chief. I'm joined by my buddy. Hey, guys, it's Ben. It's Talking Joe time. Talking Joe, how you doing? I'm not bad, buddy. It's um, blue sky, the birds are tweeting, it's a nice day. But it's just a lovely bit of weather, isn't it? Spring has sprung, as annoying people say. Yeah. <laughs> What's yeah. the weather doing up, up your end? Cold this morning. I it's fresh, few, isn't it, though? Yeah, I got a few days off because uh, I needed to use up on holiday before the end of the financial year. Uh, so I've just taken four days off this week. So How come I, you haven't taken that? Um, just You don't didn't. seem like a guy that would let holiday time build up. Didn't have anything to do. Oh, there's always something to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're saying. But, I mean, we only, as a family, we only had one holiday last year. Well, we had two holidays. We went to Centre Parks in May last right. year for five days. And we went to Littlehampton by the seaside for two days. That was it. That was the only holidays we had as a family. Well, you strike me as the kind of guy that doesn't take big chunks of time off you're Correct. more of a scattergun guy you nailed it i boom, know boom, you boom. so well yes. you take a, a day here for, for the for the person that employs you it's a nightmare oh absolute carnage absolute oh, she's taking another four day week yeah <laughs> basically i had a run of about four months where i was on four day weeks i just took a random day every year in there yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and uh, did you not I, have to? Do you not have to give much notice for your holiday? No, luckily days? my boss is a good one, and he, uh, I can do short notice as long as there's, you know, as long as there's, if there's something that needs doing, as long as I can assign that to someone else, or as long as I can fill him in on on what it is, then he's fine with that. So uh, when he leaves, I fear the worst because mm, my I missus always... has to put hers in three months in advance. NHS. Yes. <laughs> You you kind of have always struck me as the kind of guy that's always on the lookout for uh, utterly different career paths. Are you still uh, feeling like that? Are you still looking, or yes. are you very much settled? Um, no, that I am uh, still looking. I actually, well, I inquired about an internal vacancy in the product innovation team last week. Now, that, to me, that just sounds like coming up with cool ideas and shit. Well, yeah, um, innovation. Innovation. So um, that that seemed more along my uh, path, my passion for the... I'm in the gambling betting industry, but that seemed more akin to what interests me about it than what I'm currently doing. Uh, unfortunately, it, you know, it was a role that I potentially didn't have any... Well, not potentially, didn't have any <laughs> direct experience in uh, and... They need someone to hit the ground running. So unfortunately, that didn't come to anything. But um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm actually was considering the other week about maybe changing industries or doing something different. Um, well, when's so... Talking Joe going to start making some cash money? Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Uh, I thought it would be I'm raining, never. raining down no, <laughs> in the Benjamins. No, no. But no. Um, quick few things uh, I've got coming up. So uh after this i'm going to pop into croydon to go to ludicvist which is a board game cafe so i want to well, check be out. careful you don't get stabbed yes or yes. get something nicked yes so i actually well, that's the croydon's got, a war zone so i've got to go there um because there's a couple of board games i want to check out before purchasing and they're quite there's, there's games that have been on kickstarter and oh, cool. if you didn't get involved in the kickstart 
then they're very hard or expensive to get hold of. So I want to go and have a look at them first and then see if I can pre-order them or even they might even have some for sale, etc. Then I've got to pop over to uh, JD Sport to get a helmet from a bike, which I still haven't done. I've got to pop into Ikea to get a few little saucers. Little How do you know, man, you can't pop into Ikea. Yeah, I can because I, I, I only got one thing I need to get and that is little saucers, you know, tea, cup and saucer things. Because you still got to go use, around that road that they We use those for indoor sunflower and tomato plants to put the right. little pots on, which my missus was not happy about. So I've got to go in the back entrance. I was going to say, the, it's such a yeah. big shop. And I know exactly in. where they are. Boom, in, out. Um, then you I've don't got, leave with a plush or anything, nah. any of that stuff at no, the end they try and I sell might, you? I might, might pop into the little, on the just before the exit, there's the little shop area. I might get some, you know, some. they do some nice crackers. Yeah, cardamom, I was going to say, I can't believe you wouldn't crackers. leave without eating the, no. uh, what does everyone have there? The, uh, the meatballs, isn't it? The meat- dime, oh yeah, I won't go to the restaurant, I'll go to the little shop. Okay. They've got a little, uh, you know, convenience store. Oh, I there. hate dime bars. Do you? Oh, God. Too crunchy. No. Just not for me, man. Okay. Not at all. And then uh, after that, I'm going to come back here to the uh, Castle Chief. We're going to uh, sort out a bit of loft activity here. So I've got a new setup. I decided to get rid of the Lego. Not into that anymore. So I'm going right. to down tools Lego, package, you know, un- unbuild it effectively, package it all up, might sell some. And going more of your line, a bit of retro gaming action. So I, oh, bought, cool. I bought a new uh, bookcase yesterday from Argos. Um, but we're not bookcase, it's basically a DVD holder, so it's going to hold all my Wii, my Wii U, my Xbox, my GameCube, etc. And I've got another section for the other retro games. I've just put another TV up, I'm trying to work out how to get sound at my monitor for my PS3, which I can't work out how to do. Um, yeah, do you? So, what, how many TV is everything going to be hooked up? Well, no, I've got two TVs and a monitor, so, so yeah, but everything will be. Sort of out Easy and ready access. just to everything, switch. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Everything will be out and ready to switch. So I'm just working out. Do you know the, what you need, dude, that's handy? Is, you know, on like the the Mega Drive and the Snares, they had those... Little switch flicker Switches. Things. Yep. Well, you know, that that kill, that that means you can have at least two things... Exactly. ...synced up exactly. at once, which is pretty yep. good. Yep. Um, so, no, I think it's going to be it's going to be good. So, I'll do a bit of that today. Um, yeah, I've got to watch some movies. Yesterday, I watched uh, Aquaman and Venom. Oh, so what did you think of Aquaman? Because I absolute feel like that was absolute be... turkey. Uh, oh, I thought my... you'd like that. No, absolute junk. I well, I'm going to watch later on today. I forgot to say I'm going to watch Justice League again because I thought Justice League. I quite liked it the first time I saw it at cinema. Oh man! And I know it's considered junk, but on first views of both of them, I think Justice League's miles better than Aquaman. Well, I mean, Aquaman didn't do well with critics. It's just the uh, okay. the Joe public liked it and right. turned out for it which was yeah. surprising because it just looked like an absolute cg mess and venom is a comedy am i right i i, I haven't seen it i don't know tom hardy i, haven't seen I it. think he was just taking again a piss there. yeah again critics dumped on it right and uh but again everyone went and saw it made okay. a load of money um it's meant to be awful it's meant, like yeah. borderline unwatchable <laughs> It's not ideal. It doesn't even, like, the first, nothing happens for a first hour, I read. Uh, you know, yeah, Venom doesn't yeah, really definitely. get involved. That's the case. And Aquaman is just boring. Just really boring. But So, Venom. So, it's funny, though. So, these films are going to get sequels. Like, Venom is going to get a sequel really? with um, uh, Carnage in it, I think. Ah, is there, okay. I think Is there a stinger at the end with Woody Howson as Carnage? I Didn't read. even get as far as the stinger. Okay. Oof. Didn't even get as far as the end. No, well, I did. So, because comic book fans, I I thought had responded well to Aquaman 
just because of the uh, the world building they did with right. where he's from, but you weren't obviously feeling it. Uh, it's just so... It's really, really cheesy and hokey how they shoehorn in bits of the comic, you know, just silly right. bits of the... I mean, and... What about like, him? Comics, what you got to think is comics are stupid, you know, in terms of the unbelievable nature of what generally happens, especially in superhero ones. But That's what I thought the, they embraced the, in this. The medium is kind of like, I don't know, when I'm reading a comic of superhero comic, you know, if I step back and think, oh my God, that is absolutely stupid. Uh, but when I'm in it, I, I don't know, it kind of feels okay. But with a movie, because it's so big and brash and in your face, the stupidity of it is just right there in front of me. Um, I think it depends, you have to set up, your the rules in the world that you're so i only have problems with that when say for example in the nolan universe they've set the rules so you know where you stand it's realistic so there's certain things that can't happen in that universe but i don't know in other uh, yeah i don't have a problem taking the leap of faith most of the time yeah yeah with aquaman i just read that they went balls to the wall it's just bonk like bonkers apparently um i don't know i don't know where that comes from that bonkers i don't think it was bonkers just just, because i think the look and the design yeah just people riding fish in the water you know i don't know is that maybe (laughs) if that's bonkers then yeah i think that's what people thought i guess okay um yeah (laughs) what what do you think of him though i mean do you think he's got any actual acting chops no no acting no charisma nothing no that's what i think just loads of slow-mos of him kind of jumping to the floor on bended knee and then slowly rising his head up you know Mm. Every character seems to do that, and I see the I see the advanced reviews of Shazam are pretty good. Rotten Tomatoes like ninety two percent or something. Yeah, people like that. People like it. Not people were indifferent about Captain Marvel, but it seems to have yeah. you know done very well. I guess we've got is, is it that time? Well, I feel like we've just been in your mind, but well, no. Uh, but just before we do jump into that, I did mention last week that I have started Game of Thrones. Oh yeah, oh, and, um, I fell off the wagon a bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there's a little uh, section I like to call Sticks and Stones are breaking my bones Like Al Capone, I'm busting heads Afternoon what? tea with jam and scones Chief's got a question about Game of Thrones Holy smoke um, so, That was a rap. Yeah, yeah That was wild Yeah uh, so I've got a question. Well, actually, it's two questions about Game of Thrones that I am, was... by the way, can I just I'm Joe? not by any means a... I don't know uh, okay. like, anything more than I mean I, I'm kind of passive like I've watched yep. it but I certainly I don't go deep so right. let's see if okay. I can um, when that Mad King dude um, was killed yes. by yes. Jamie Lannister yes the Lannisters the Starks and the Baratheons had all teamed up yeah as one super group to oust yep. the king is that right yep. Possi- possibly it does get explained in fully as the seasons progress okay. and basically what was he just, was about was just, to do was burn was he was going to burn King's Landing wasn't he what the Mad King the Mad King was trapped he was going to okay. light all the wildfire and just burn everyone the, so, question, the main question was how did they decide that Robert was the one who was going to usurp him as the new king or is that not relevant well I feel like Jamie was acting alone so I don't feel I, I think he killed him and he was just next in line what no but he's a Baratheon so surely the next in line would be a Targaryen but Obviously, there aren't any- it's a revolt, isn't it? So they're putting their own man on the throne. So I guess they just decided that Robert was the best of to lead them all. Yeah, know. possibly, possibly. Uh, the second question is: at the end of season one, I've just started. I'm um, like a few episodes into season two. At the end of season one, Daenerys. Yeah. 
does that pyre, burns the witch woman, whatever, puts the dragon eggs in the pyre, goes in. How come she doesn't burn to death? Oh, she, I don't know. She's just the mother of dragons. So I think, right. isn't it something like a true Targaryen? They don't... Just don't understand the, the science behind it. Well, fuck science. <laughs> There's no science. You want to ditch science class when okay. you're in uh, Westeros. Okay. Is there, <laughs> no, mag- I, I, is there magic in Game of Thrones? Is there magic? Yeah, man. Okay, all right. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean... I don't know. There's it's dragons, all, but so I didn't know. Is much there magic. magic? What's going on with what's his name and the witch and the fire and she's giving birth to weird clouds that kill things and... Right, okay. I mean, it's mental. There's loads of magic. Right. It's just funny, isn't it? Yeah, it's like the commoners, they don't talk about... You know, there definitely is. As a viewer, you understand that there is magic, but lots of the characters do don't even believe in dragons and things right um because that's funny you should say that because i remember watching season one and emma was like wow i wonder if they're gonna have dragons and i was like you'll never see dragons in this show because they would be cg and too expensive and at this (laughs) point you haven't read you hadn't read the books to know i didn't know anything right and then uh you know they you came to it lastly lastly on this you came to it late didn't you You didn't you weren't on board as season one episode one no i actually was i was you were yeah, I was. Um, I but we we barely we struggled to get through episode one, and then it had such an interesting ending. I was like, okay, and then kind of got hooked. Okay, but I've uh, I fell off the wagon a bit. I'm. Oh yeah, you were ahead I of think schedule. I'm behind. What? I didn't do any Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. I got back. I started last night, so I'm halfway through season four. Okay. I should be all right, but I've got to get my game face on. Yeah. I'll tell you what I hate is people who have their phones out and they're texting or now a lot more commonly watching a movie or a TV show on their phone while talking, especially at train stations. How are they doing? Talking to who? No, no, not, uh, uh, or sorry, watching, you know, they're, they're, they've got their phone out. Yep. And they're texting or they're watching a, you know, uh, sorry, while they're walking. Did I say talking? While they're walking. Oh, right, yeah, you did say talking. Jeepers, I am lost inside. My, I'm a busy man. I've got a lot on my mind. Uh, yeah, so while they're walking, and they're just not looking where they're going. Yeah, that's dangerous. So I make a point to walk into them. If I'm coming the other direction, I see oh, it, I spot it. Right, I walk I into them, that. and then I go, watch what you're doing. And oh, they, and they go, that is and they go, so mean. And they go, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. And I give them a mean face. And I purposefully Jeez. routed myself into them. Chief. That's bad form. Is it? I do. I like that. You're going out of your way yeah. to spread. Yeah. I mean, you really barge into them. Well, you know, give them I'm like bad a... for that. I think I'm probably bad for that, but I'm not watching stuff. Right. That's crikey. Watching okay. stuff whilst walking. Yeah. How do you, how the heck do you know what they're doing? Aren't they probably just texting? No, because I can see, I can, you know, I can, he's holding You're right up in their grill, by oh, the yeah. sounds of it. Yeah. Watch where you're going. Yeah. All right. Fair enough, buddy. All right. right Mo- we moving on. Now we've got G.I. Joe stuff. Okay. Let's do it. Right, what are we doing? We've got a nice, a nice little arc here, haven't so, we? So uh, this one we got 54, 55, 56 and yearbook 3. Right, so uh, in these issues we've got the, uh, from the previous issue, 53, Pitfall, we saw the pit basically in the space of one issue get blown up and the Joes got reinstated as a nomadic unit. Yes. Um, so in this kind of arc... The, the, the main thing that's going on is you've got Destro and Cobra Commander trying to escape. They're thought dead, but they escape from the pit. And you've got Serpentor kind of t- 
changing tact with Cobra. He's obviously no Cobra commander on the scene, and he's taking them down kind of a financial route. He wants to sell the Cobra Terradromes to any military organization around the world who wants to buy them, and the Joes try and put a man inside that Cobra Terradrome to get some intel. Yeah, he's a businessman, Spencer, now. Yes, yes. Yeah, should we we, um, look at the covers? Let's look at the covers. Uh, 54, we've got Flint parachuting. Flint, uh, it's a Mike Zek cover. Uh, Flint is parachuting in. There's a firebat uh, swinging around to take a pot shot at him. I like yeah. it. Yeah. Nice cover. Yeah, I like it. I like it because I like Flint. 55. This is three masked characters on the front. Destro, Cobra Commander, and Snake Eyes all about to reveal themselves and lift their masks off. Another Mike Zek cover. Yeah, that's exciting. You like I that mean, one? Well, uh, unmaskings. Yeah. You don't actually see any of their faces in this, but... Um, you know, no, I'm, it's, 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 it's a tempter. It's a real tease of a cover. It's like, oh, what are we going to get here? Yeah, at the time, yes. I think that would have been wet your pants time. Yeah. yeah. If you were reading that live. Yeah. Um, okay, what have we got next? Uh, we've got another Mike Zek. Oh, it's Mike Zek and King Kim DeMolder on this cover. I think it's the weakest of the three. Still good. You've got Roadblock, Scarlet, and uh, I'm not sure who that is. And the front right running away from a Cobra helicopter. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm not yeah, colours. Not, not, not great, I don't know. Not, not Roadblock's drawn a bit much. funny. And the yearbook cover. Oh, yeah, the yearbook cover is good one. That's where Snake Eyes is strapped up in the uh, brainwave scanner. Yeah, just firing it up. Yeah, that's a good one. And uh, Scarlet and Snake Eyes, ninjas and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, awesome. So, how are you feeling about this arc, Chief? I am thinking you were a big fan yeah i like it it's good yeah it's good i i i really like it you're back I, on board because you know we had those special missions which you weren't really feeling last time yeah I, I in hindsight i've done a little bit of thinking about that and i just don't think it's good to hammer out three back-to-back special missions okay because i think they'd feel more special and different if it was more like you do three and then do a special mission you want to try and pepper them in somehow we, yeah all right I don't think they read as well doing them like that. Okay. Um, I'm not saying that would have changed. I don't think that would have changed my um, opinion. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Was there a reason? What was the reason we were doing three like that? Was there uh, a it was kind story of, reason? Yeah, it was kind of like because this one was four. Ah, yes. This so, was neat. So we could have done, we could have put these in, but it would have been a five issue review last show. Yeah. Heavy. Too heavy. Um too much yeah so so what's, what's your highlights on this arc what do you like what don't you like what's your well I, I guess oh, i'm struggling not to talk about it straight away but it's kind of like skip to the end it's just we got another kind of silent interlude style issue yeah the yearbook with, with one. the yearbook but yeah. i didn't even know that existed i thought silent interlude was the only okay i thought that was a, a complete kind of uh, one-off yeah. unique yeah. I, I i assumed the other uh comic lines did it but i didn't know we got another gi joe version of it yeah is there even more to come is there, are there other I ones i don't think there's another one from marvel there might have been one that was part of a a, a toy package buying i think i thing. even preferred this to i don't know if i prefer sign interludes got is more of an iconic story yep. but the visuals and the art i was like oh my god this is amazing yeah i kind of preferred it to sign interlude i think yeah. it was i don't know it felt longer as well yeah okay. Serpentor, I, I, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm okay on Serpentor. I, I don't think I love, love him like you do. Right. 
it's funny seeing him sort of so businesslike. He he's got this building he's built in New York. Yeah, this is where the uh, Cobra he's, he, he's kind of effect, effectively he wants to appear legit. Yeah. I've written that down he? on my pad. I've put Serpentor legit question mark. So yeah. And you know Well the, appear. I think you know that he's yeah. I mean, he's a scumbag. Yeah. And but, uh, like you say, they built this Cobra consulate which plays a part in the yearbook three, but also that's what they they referenced in the end of that yes. last special missions where they said, Let's take take these black boxes to the Cobra consulate. So obviously that issue came out after this. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah, so and I like the fact that you see uh, close-ups of Serpentor with his kind of neatly cropped hair and his yeah, kind of fangs. Totally. He's got these fangs. Um, See, I'm not used to that at all. That's right. interesting. And he's very much a... Well, he's a, he's a regular man. I, I don't yeah. know. For some reason, as a kid, I, I sort of tended to think that he was... A snake man. Well, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Certainly never never sort of saw him without his garb on. Um yeah. What did you... So these boys, they're in Sierra Gordo, aren't they? We've already seen Sierra Gordo a couple of times uh, yeah, as, a, and as, he, a, as a nation. And they're selling these Cobra Terradromes to some... It's some, Trotter's independent trading. He's yeah, just selling them. Yeah. He's basically <laughs> accepting any offer. Uh, I like it when he offers all that cash, the yeah. guy. And it's oh, he's got um, open briefcases. Scrumpled 20s or something, yeah, isn't yeah. it? No, non-sequential bills, I think. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And but there's a they, I think he does a reference where they says uh, people still don't know our motives for selling these pterodromes. There is that actually comes a lot later with Mindbender kind of just sort of yeah. throwaway comment. Yeah, but it's you not know, revealed we dead, we yet. Is it? And then he says it's it's a horrifying story or something. So yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't I, the pterodrome visually is yep. really iconic to me. It was used a lot in the cartoons. Yeah, but um, yeah. and these, they, uh, so these, these pterodromes are effectively actually they're. They're geared towards air defence, aren't they? Yeah, they've got the fire bats. Because they, they launch the, the fire bat, which yes. is this quick response thing. I see, exactly. And I'm still struggling on what the Joe's plan is. Um, they want to get someone inside. So you're led to believe all throughout issue 54 that you're, they're sending Flint in. Flint's in the back seat of the X-30 you, you, Conquest. Uh, yeah, you are led to believe that. But why do they... Um, but it's actually they, not... They've, Flint, obviously, it's Snake Eyes in disguise as Flint. Yeah, but they and do they do suggest that at the beginning, and then someone says, well, "Why don't we just send Snake Eyes?" Oh, it's airtight. I think he's. I think he's got crumpled in, up bits of paper playing basketball instead of an actual basketball because they're in some gymnasium somewhere. As their, it's downtime. As their yeah. um, uh, and I, and I'm temporary like, base. Yeah, why don't you just? Because they're like he, he could smash through that pterodrome. Exactly. And... So a, why not just send Snake Eyes? B, they send in Snake Eyes dressed as Flint with the idea of him getting captured on purpose. And getting into the pterodrome, or was he not supposed to get captured and sneak his way in? That last bit's not clear. Um, it's quite cool that the dogfight and, dog he, fight and what, everything. If he was supposed to get captured, surely they knew he they would find out he was Snake Eyes because they strap him into the brainwave scanner, don't they? And I really I wasn't really sure ultimately what the GI Joe plan was or how they thought it was going to be did successful. They just want to get a, did they just want to get a look inside initially? Yeah. Because it but feels they like think they've he'll created a real because, shitstorm for themselves. Because they then send in a rescue squad. Exactly. they got, they got Joe's helping the counter-revolutionaries who are at war with the the, the whoever the these uh, dictators are in Sierra Gordo. But were they there just as advisors, or were they there also to rescue Snake Eyes, knowing that he'd need rescuing? Or what? I, I, I don't know. It just wasn't explained. Yeah, that bit very was well. slightly unclear, and also it, it did feel like they've just made a real mess for themselves. Yeah. And then also, it's uh, it 
it went sideways. They, you know, Stalker gets properly banged up. Well, this, yeah, so uh, there's a little bit I like there. So they, they get Snake Eyes out. Stalker gets takes some shots in the chest, doesn't he? And yes. he feels guilt because he left Snake Eyes behind, uh, Snake Eyes behind back in Nam. Um, and now he's saying we're not going to leave a man behind because you know we get yeah. Snake I mean Eyes he's out. being quite sort of uh, you know his memory. He's, he's a bit he's, melancholy. Yeah, he is. And then shortly after he has those kind of sort of little flashbacks, he gets tagged. He gets tagged. That's right. And it's sort of you do actually think that he's going out don't yeah, you really? he's on a stretcher and then snake eyes goes full bore man there's some great scenes of him double guns just absolutely hooning it into these enemies yeah just before that there's some real uh bad bedside manner from um leatherneck yeah yeah with stalker yeah he's basically saying you're totally screwed uh if we can get you somewhere you might get a 50-50. They're kind of developing this leatherneck persona, aren't they? Of just being a grumpy, you know, just he he doesn't tolerate weakness. We saw him having digs at Lifeline in the last episode. I guess he's new, so what he doesn't really care about Stalker because there's no kind of love there. Also, I I thought it was setting it up for... That that was really cool, that bit, just before Snake Eyes pops up and he's got um, low lights. Oh, the sniper uh, rifle. Like The night sight. Yeah. And I was like, oh, he's going to... He's going to sort of pick them off one that's, by one. Oh, that's and why they, I was, they tag them with darts. Yeah, then I got a real surprise. And then he just stands up with both and just unloads. Yeah, yeah. And then they, um, man, they frag his ass. Yeah, and then he like, gets captured again. So basically, like, he got captured, they rescued him, now he's back captured. Yeah. And then and they, they fly him off in a Cobra helicopter. And that's where the Joes then disassemble a pterodrome and try and get it back to HQ. <laughs> and it's a really convoluted plan. They basically <laughs> build so some weird. sort of winch out of tree trunks and ho- rocks. There's a whole page on the winch. Yeah, but that must have I taken know. them at least half a day. They found an old single monotrack train, or a narrow-gauge train, and they're going to load all these big plates with a, a winch system, counter, yeah. counter levers, to load it onto the back of this train. It's taken that's just ages. a decoy. And that's just a decoy. They got a guy, they got a straw man dressed up in Flint's clothes, drive at the driver cabin of the train um, to disguise it. Cobra comes in, shoots it up, blows the bridge up. Ah, the Joes won't get this back to base. What well, little did they know, they've slid they've it down a hill onto a river it down raft. a hill. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, that bit made, really made me laugh. Yeah. I think uh, uh, Zaymot and um, Tomax there, Tomax and Zaymot. There are. Oh, they're just goons. They're always there. They don't really. They're not really doing anything. They no, they a had a bit, bit back at the uh, in Springfield, back at the uh, circus, didn't they? But apart from that, they're just but kind of. It feels add-ons. like they've been put in. They've been put in charge of kind of the defence of Cobra. Yeah, and they're just bumbling idiots most of the time. Yeah. The 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 uh, dreadnoughts have proven to be good light relief, though. They're kind of just oh, always, always after around. donuts and grape soda. They're just always around, yeah. but always around like the really high kind of <laughs> yeah. tier of Cobra. Yeah, yeah. love it. Funny. Um, um, the, these so three, yeah, those... there is a lot of confusion in this in yeah. this arc. But and it's you all also good get fun. you also get Cobra Commander kind of losing the plot. He's trapped under, oh, under the. He's in his Destro. vest. He's in his vest with his plate on, and he's scrabbling away with his hands. He's losing the plot. I do love plot. that. I like the way that Destro is like just you know he's, he's super together. And he's like, I just gotta let him do yeah, this. Let him vent. And then he's Destro, really Destro out of finds it. like a G.I. Joe tunneling equipment thing. Uh yeah, and they get in massive... it and they come up in the middle of a shopping mall. 
Yeah, it's like the thing the thing from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, yeah. Those some burrowing things. device. And one of my favourite bits is... Oh, they, you, they, I knew you'd love they this. They go to like some, some 80s... Uh, it's like a strip mall in some outlet store and they get hooked up in some good gear. Yeah, that... <laughs> nice. <laughs> that is a great kind of little mini plot there. Here, Cobra Commander and Destro in goon gear <laughs> in the uh, stolen... Uh, stolen car but I like all the dialogue about explaining Cobra Commander's like we didn't steal it you know the way to do it is you actually fill everything out properly yeah, and yeah. use different names and then they get pulled they get over, pulled over. and some... he's got his driving license on him that's what I mean so like, he, don't worry he had it's all that in my driving, name he had that driving license in his um, he's like it's all legit in his outfit yeah <laughs> brilliant and then you get a big reveal Oh, yeah, Copper, the state trooper. Copper recognises him. Yeah, the state trooper. Even through all the guards. And says, basically, there was, a, there was an accident around here not so long ago. There was a kid called Billy. And he's like, wait a minute, Billy? Because he's presumed dead with the soft master and candy. Did, um, did they have to make it so um, dark? What happened to him? It's like, yeah, he lost his arm, his leg. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, but, like you say, big reveal. He's alive. Yeah. So then uh, the big CC um, goes and, yeah. Meets up with Billy and says, oh, I wasn't a dad to you. I'm going to make everything right. Yeah, he, he break, Cobra Commander breaks down. Do you think it's because he, he was in such a bad way? He's feeling a bit sort of, he's rethinking his life. Yeah, I think so, yeah. When he was trapped under there, yeah. he, he's tearing up. Yeah, but um, good bits coming in the next the next arc is a good bit. Where did we last, what was the last panel we saw of Billy? Was it the... Tra- the I think it was when uh, Scrap When he got blown up Scrap by the rocket. And, yeah, had yeah. shot that rocket. Okay, now who was he in the car with? Uh, Candy and the drunk driver and the Softmaster had launched himself. And his Softmaster had taken one, the first rocket from Scrap Iron. Okay, I was just wondering if we could be seeing anyone else pop up. Um, Okay, Um, So let's just just pick out a few bits from this silent issue. So first of all, those last three issues was Larry Harmer, Rod Wiggum, Annie Mazinski, George Roussos and Joe Rosen. And you mentioned the art on this, uh, it's called Hush Job. uh, And it's actually Ron Wagner who will have, after Rod Wiggum finishes on the main book, Ron Wagner will come on as artist, but this is his first Joe uh, art oh, appearance. That is exciting. So potentially that's why, you know, the, the art... It's really good art here, really good art oh, here. Oh, dude, it's hyper-detailed. It's really... It's very different. Yeah, and basically, you know, they know Snake Eyes has gone to the consulate, so Scarlet goes in, uh, gets Storm Shadow, who was last seen in Snake Eyes' log cabin, basically yeah. recruits him and says we've got to go and get our he's our man he's our dude we've got to go and get him out yeah and he's well up for that and they sneak through the sewers all good sewer action how cool there. is it with storm shadow but he's in the he's on the train yeah. on the subway posing as an old he, man um, with a stick he slices off that guy's mohawk yeah, yeah love it <laughs> and he goes in through the sewer doesn't he there's a good bit where he kills some eels yes uh, stabs yeah. them up uh, scarlet goes in posed as a cleaning lady look the the, the um art on mindbender is the best we've ever seen him you think Oh, the tash. That, I mean, that, oh, that like, last page panel there where he's got he's his musing. tash. He's musing. Oh, so he looks evil. He's got a monocle. Yeah. yeah. He's proper evil. Red ninjas are back. More good uh, slicing yeah, dice Yeah, they're just lurking there. around. Yeah, that's as he comes actually up into the building, isn't it? There yeah. on those lower levels. Yeah. There's one he bit, makes pretty quick work of them. One bit that I didn't understand. Uh, Snake Eyes strapped up in the brainwave scanner and... On the image, so that you've got these banks of computers which visualizes what his memory banks and his thoughts. And yes. uh, he's doing a Russia Kage mindset kind of pose. And there's an, uh, it says here, subject is in Zen trance, complete brain block in effect, 
Alpha wave overload. Alpha wave overload. And then suddenly all the computer screens blow up. Well, don't you understand? He's mind flexing. So, yeah, but here's the power of it. <laughs> the power of his mind blew up the computers. Just check yeah, it. Yeah, okay, man. He's actually, he's just mind He's ghost in the shell, yeah. And a mind bender just takes a truckload of screen glass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And just gets peppered up yeah. real nice. Yeah. And it's, it's hard. My snake eyes just can't catch a break no. in life he kind of comes out he's stumbling and then he just yeah. gets rucked by two troopers and i'll tell you another bit i like there's, there's look at them they're going at him there's a bit where you know kind of the next page there's a big kind of cobra around a globe uh, on a plinth and they've got kind of like a fire pit they've got a walkway over a pit of fire it's kind of like the throne room yes what's yeah, that i'm That's seeing like that proper 80s villainry right there yeah that is but you don't see too much of it you don't get a wide of it no no, but um, it's definitely a fire pit with a walkway across. Kind of like, I don't know, it reminds me of Flash Gordon's for some reason. Yeah. Still, I like the sort of Storm Shadow and Snake Eyes get into a bit of the old sort of synchronised ninjuring. Yeah. When they, they, they whack the swords down and do some kind of spring vault. Yeah, love it. Um, and then, wait a minute, you think here, suddenly the Baroness pops up behind them with a couple of Lugers and, uh, or whatever they are. Yeah, she's and she's double walk, She's walking them out and then, wait a minute, Baroness is locked up in the store cupboard in her undies. I know, <laughs> risque, yeah. garter, and out they go. And it was uh, Scarlet. Yeah, I mean that. Oh, it's wild. I loved it. Yeah, so good. Storm Shadow and Snake Eyes. When those boys are together, deadly. Ah, oh, it's a great combo. They're comrades and brothers, sword brothers. Yeah, I, I, I need to know where this goes. I thought Storm Shadow was more Cobra for a lot longer. Right, but um. Yeah, this is great. Now, I don't know if you've got this. We might have to pick this up in the next episode. But in the back of the yearbook, there's another little short story. Oh, Mamma Mia Pizzeria? My Dinner with Serpentor. Yeah, man. Yeah? I got that. I read it. Yeah? Should we do I that? Read we'll it. Rank that one? Okay, let's rank these ones first then. So this is 54, 55, 56 and yearbook three. What are you giving? I think I liked it more than you did. I'm actually going to go a nine. Wowzers. Just good. Just a great romp didn't have to engage the brain box too much i just kind of went with it i know there was a few bits that didn't make too much sense but i don't know it hits my sweet spot really okay uh, i'm gonna go low eight i think there you go maybe even a high seven what was, I your, think low what eight. was your main low eight. issue was it just some of the, you actually just didn't enjoy how some of it wasn't explained or didn't make much yeah, sense. Yeah, no, no, I mean, no. It's it's you know an eight. It's that's, that's really good for me. Um, I know no, I have been but... marking high. I've done a lot of nines lately. Um, so if I compare that to the list, um, I don't know. No, I did. I did enjoy it. And that silent issue. Yeah, you see that oh. silent issue probably could put it up to a nine. That's that's where because I, I finished off on that and I was like, well, geez, yeah, that that deserves a nine. If that was a single issue, that's a nine, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Um, so here, so this one, this little, it's only like a four or five page. And my dinner with Serpentor. This is actually um, Larry Harmer's scripting, obviously. But we've got Mike Zek, who, who's been our cover artist for a long time on art. And uh, some good interior art here. And this is on Cobra Island. Mindbender and Serpentor are about to have a meal. Dreadnoughts pop up with some, uh, there they are, with the high echelon, with some grape soda and donuts. And, frozen uh, pizza. Frozen pizzas. And, Mindbender, uh, Mindbender loses the plot. out. He literally won't let it go. No. He, he blasts them about four times. Yeah, you culinary philistines. And he, he's kind of expecting Serpenta to sort of jump on board. Yeah. But I was like, no, 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 no. He's going he's gonna to be all right with this for some weird reason. Yeah, yeah, he will. I, I, quite, I quite like the... Um, because Serpenta is a 
kind of amalgamation of all these different people that he yeah. kind of he has access to these deep deep memories yeah. he, i remember a little incident at the roman siege of alicia <laughs> during the gaelic campaigns it was the year 52 bc by a present reckoning uh yeah <laughs> and he talked about all these sold these uh, soldiers uh, roman soldiers and you know the army marches on its stomach and all that kind of thing and uh yeah these dudes have got together some uh, bread and olives whatever and basically put it on a stick and put it over a fire and uh, made the first ever pizza yeah, and Mindbender's still not... He's flipping out still. Yeah, yeah. When he comes back. Yeah. It was just a random memory. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, <laughs> a nice little touch. Uh, what are you giving it? I will give it a seven. Yeah, I think same. I liked it. Nice little yeah, one. Yeah, it's fine. Um, you, could do it, you, could do, you could almost keep doing those. I mean, you could almost like have a whole, you know, just random yeah, sepental memories. Of, um, well, right, so we are going to quickly jump back because I realised last week we didn't actually cover the special missions preview from issue 50 of the regular series. And I said we were going to cover that, so we'll, we'll cover this, this one now. It's called Best Defence. Um, it is Larry Harmer script, Herb Trimpe on art, Bob Sharon on colours, and uh, Felix on letters. So but nice. I like this. Okay. I, I enjoyed it. Right. Yeah, this kind is good. Of, I think um... this is the best. Well, that first issue of special missions was really good, the C one. Um but I think this is probably either equal or or the best for me. I really liked but it. But what? Yeah, what is this though? It's not actually an issue. It's just an add-on, isn't it? Well, it's like a. It's, I, pre- th- I thought it was just like a ten-pager, but I think in actual fact it's eighteen pages. So it's almost ah, a full. So it basically is a twenty-two full issue. is a full one. So it's pretty much a full one. So what's happening here? Basically, I like this one where they just cut straight in, cold open, straight in. There's a hijacked plane with some U.S. Air Force fighters around it, kind of giving it an escort. Turns out you've got some. Uh, hostage takers some terrorists on the plane and they want to if there's effectively they want to ransom off the the uh, passengers for whatever it is they want um but that turns out to be a little twist because uh, originally lady j calls out um they call themselves the leon trotsky brigade of the fourth international and they're looking to exact revenge upon the heirs of the murderer stalin so it's like you know, forty years old, and and Beachhead's there giving you a bit of history lesson as well. Yeah, because Beachhead doesn't really get an intro, does he? He's just there. Yeah, and he's I was there. like, ah, we got Beachhead. Yeah, yeah, he's on the plane, isn't he? Dave Keir, the, the terrorists have killed the crew, and they're ta- they've taken the place of the crew. Well, he's not on the plane at the beginning, um, no, no, and then no, later no. on, it turns out that the you find out that what they actually want to do is fly the plane. It's a suicide mission. They're going to fly the plane um, and blow up some nerve uh, nerve toxin place. And spread the nerve yeah. toxin around. I really like the art in this issue. Yeah, it's really nice. Yeah, Herb Trimpe like is really the, good. All the stuff on the plane is brilliant. Yeah, some great scenes with um, like when they're sort of coming in through. Yeah, like that's Beach what I was just saying. Beachhead's the... coming up through a hatch, and he's got a knife between his teeth. He's badass. Uh, you got Flint doing similar. Lady J's pop like pops up. Lady J pops it's, up. Um, there's, it's very serious, and it's very kind of. There's a ground um, assault. There's a, there's a ground assault going on as well, led by Stalker and Hawk. And they bust into where some other members of this um, Leon Trotsky Fourth International dudes are, <laughs> and Stalker basically um, there's some there's oh, some man. big bird on a machine gun. Uh, Hawk says, "Stalker, fat so with a machine gun is yours." And then he zaps oh. with a taser. Heads up, Tubby. Um, Jeez, that's a great scene. That step right in, lard bucket. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're laying it on to the big lady. 
Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's a bit brutal though as well because just as the so the planes come down for refueling, that's when Beachhead, Lady J, and Flint sneak in through the uh, you know the undercarriage um, where the wheels go. Yeah, and one of the terrorists, one of the stewardesses on board, is giving him some lip, and he basically shoots her point blank in the head. Uh, she Yowzers. spat in his face, and he's just do I have to do everything himself? Blam! Just shoot, and then just dumped her body out the door. It's pretty brutal. Yeah, um, how there's a great panel where Beachhead is is kind of underneath the seat. Yes, as the the guy is leaning down, it's very cinematic. Yeah, because they got they got the junior chess team on board. Yeah, yeah, and he's he's, he's lost. He's his, lost. Uh, uh, his, his pieces have fallen on the floor. Yeah, it's, yeah. This would be a great uh, little TV episode. That's what I mean. You could really see it, couldn't you? Like that. And then, and then basically, look at, look at Beachhead like just in the fetal position. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like you're basically waiting for them to make their move, aren't you? Yeah. Well, it all, it's quite a tension builder. It all goes off. They got a guy strapped with C4 explosives. They're on a suicide mission. Oh, look all, at Flint like drilling through. It, yeah, it all goes off when uh, basically Beachhead pops out, um, kicks this bird in the gut, um, and then Lady J fires a taser at the guy with the bomb. And he hits it. Uh, yeah, he's got. And then they basically chuck or him out the door, go, don't they? Sorry. She puts a satchel charge on the window, blows the door off, chucks this terror, this terrorist, all the bomb strapped to him out the window. He goes off, um, and then Flint is unloaded on some dude with his uh, double barrel shotgun through yeah. the door. It's pretty cool, and then, you know it cuts to an external shot, and the planes all over the place. Yep. It's like, you know, it's very cool. Yeah, I like this and, one. I think art was good. It was serious in tone, perhaps. I know what you're saying as the previous special missions that, you know, the one that, that I liked, but you, th- I think it was called Honor, Words of Honor or something like that, but it was a bit mm-hmm. convoluted, two different, that, that was similar, there was, there was the Argentina guys, there was the guys on in Greenland, but it was a little bit complex and twisty, whereas this is, Joe's in two different locations, but it was kind of straight ahead. Oh yeah, very, yeah. But very action based. It was, just, based, it was you know. just a really tense very cinematic, yep. serious kind of story. Basically, something you could actually imagine that they would be used for. Yep. If you know what I mean. What are you giving this one? Um, I'll give it a eight. Yep. Same. It's good. I like it. Next week, we yeah, will... Yeah, what we got coming up? I've had a look through, and I think we can probably do 57, 58, 59, and 60. So a straight run. Whoa. Um, I am pumped. That's possibly... Po- I need to double check this because I haven't actually reread them yet. But I think that's 57 as a standalone. 58 and 59 is kind of a two-parter. And then 60 is another standalone. I think we're also going to have an awards show as well. Cool. Uh, to catch up on years... 85 and 86. Uh, wait a minute, I hear something. Do you hear that? Chief mm-hmm. Aspen, a question. Chief Aspen, a question. What'll he say? What'll he do when Chief Aspen, a question? Video game control pads. Mm. What's your like top, top three or top two? Funny you should mention that because that someone was giving the N64 a load of stick because they just thought what? it was ridiculous. I saw a um, someone on Instagram had put their, sort of the evolution of Nintendo controllers okay. and they were like NES, yep. you know, pretty good, but obviously refined with the SNES, yep. a bit more curved. And then it was like, it doesn't make any sense where they went after that. They went straight like, oh. to the N64. I was a big yeah. fan. Yeah, I big like fan. it. That, that NES one, so I'm hooking up, like I say, I'm hooking up my game systems here. And that NES one, it's just too small. And this, oh, this definitely. SNES, they didn't know what even they were the doing. SNES one is a little bit small compared to its compatriot over the other side. The, the, the Mega Drive pad was just a tiny bit bigger. 
Yeah, this, I would say the thing is with those pads, you're not really holding them in your hands. You're more holding them in your fingers. Yeah. Whereas ne- now, it's you actually put your whole kind of hand around yeah. them. Well, the, when the Xbox came out, uh, that has... Big Bertha! That, I really like that, that controller. <laughs> that was so big. It's really, really good and chunky, and it feels really nice in your hands. But apparently... They reckoned that pretty soon, Apparently, they? they released like a Xbox S controller, specifically for Japan, because they've got smaller hands. I don't know if that's an yeah, but that 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 became so we used to call it Big Bertha, but they got rid of that after about a year. Did they? Because I've still yeah, got, I've and still brought out a smaller version. Yeah, it's like a, yeah, they did bring out a smaller version. Um, oh, that was massive. Dreamcast controller gets a lot of stick. Dreamcast controller, um, I would I say not good. the best, um, but it's not okay. And it's I like that it's got two slots in it, one for a rumble pack, and I've got on mine. I don't know if it still works. It's got a little mini LCD display. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of yeah. like a forerunner for almost the Wii U, which you know is a big gamepad with a screen. Um, and How do you feel it's almost about... like a tiny little Game Boy. Oh, okay. But... How do you feel about the kind of evolution of the um, the Sony ones? The the joy. What I don't know what they call that, but uh, it's kind of stayed pretty much the same through the PS One, Two, Three, Four. I think all they've done is added more buttons, haven't they? they? Sort of, it's more a bit, triggers, bit chunkier, but added more triggers. Um, I quite like it. It's very different to any other consoles. That yep. I don't know. That we just bought a Nintendo Switch Pro pad. Okay. Um, but it just feels it feels very generic, really. Yeah. My favorite aesthetically to look at is N64. Yeah. Favorite to play with, I'm gonna say the PS4 one. Okay. The the latest one. Yep. Oh oh, Mega Drive Master System. Oh. Master Mega Drive system great. was kind of just a riff on the NES one, wasn't it? Not great. Mega Drive, unfortunately, was great, but it was the worst controller in terms of... You had to sort of do maintenance on it. I mean, with the SNES controller, you don't have to touch that thing. The buttons just work forever. Yeah, the and the other problem... Mega Drive had issues with direction. The D-pads would go, the buttons would go in terms of you had to push them really hard. The other problem I had with the Mega Drive pad... Bad was build quality. Only three buttons. He had A, B, C. Yeah, until they released Street Fighter. Whereas obviously the SNES one had the four, the X, Y, the A, B. I don't know why that. Why those four letters? Flippers. I'm not sure. Um, and then obviously no. the two triggers. So it had six as default. So um, you know Street Fighter. Well, I don't know if they made. That's an interesting point actually. Did they make that pad and release it Can with I... the SNES for Street Fighter Two, or was for for the Mega Drive? You mean? No, no, yeah. the, the SNES pad. When the SNES came out... Oh, no, it was always that pad. Yeah, but what, did they make it that pad for Street Fighter? Did Street Fighter come out as a launch title? No, it didn't, did it? Uh, no, no, it definitely okay. didn't. So they I already think... had the six buttons, and then yeah. when Street Fighter came out, it just married into that. Okay. But then, they, yeah, like well, you say, I... they did release a Mega Drive pad with six buttons, didn't they? Yeah, they had to, because otherwise Street Fighter wouldn't work. Yeah, No, but you could play it by hitting Select... Oh, to switch brutal. from punch to kick if you only had the three-button Unbel- pad. Unbelievable. Yeah, crazy times. Yeah. I think I'm going to fire up the Mega Drive and maybe play Strider or Eswat today. Good game. Strider's a good game. Yeah. Visually stunning. Uh, Eswat, do you know what? Actually not as good as I remember. Really? When I got into retro gaming, that was one, for some reason, that was one of the first titles I got. Oh, it's amazing. It's one it of my favourite have... games ever. You're saying it doesn't yeah, hold good... up. Yeah, but it's... Um... No, it definitely doesn't hold up. At all. It's nowhere near as good as something like uh, Super Probotector or Contra. Okay. Um, no, I mean, it's like nowhere near as good. If you want a, a, a kind of walk-along shooter, 
Pro Protector is like streets ahead. Do you remember that on the SNES? Yeah, I've got, I've got it. I've got it. I think. I mean, Actually, that no, I've is got it on the, I've got it more... on the SNES Mini. I don't have like, it as an original SNES game. Ease what is, oh, it's very basic okay. compared to. Right, oh, that's that, my mission. I'm going to play like that, that today. And uh, it's still enjoyable. It's still enjoyable, an but it's, week. but it's, it's just very simple. Very like low spec design, simple. Yeah. The other thing I've got is I've got I've noticed I've got a handful of Xbox One games down here. And the Xbox, I don't even know where it is, and I don't really want to have to fire up the Xbox. Didn't get so on I'm with just that console. Checking if these well. games are backwards compatible on the 360, because not every single game was. Oh, okay. So just checking that out. Did you even own? Do you own an Xbox One? I've got an Xbox One. I I don't know where it is, and I remember the last time I did play it, which would have been, I don't know, seven eight years ago. I remember it being very very loud. Yeah, modern consoles do tend to be. So if noisy, I can if I can use the 360 instead, then all good. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I never really got on well with the Xbox. I mean, it launched Halo. That was good. Yeah, I bought it on but, launch um, day. I remember with with I think I paid like 350 quid for it. I think. Are they still making Halo games? I think I feel so. Like I'm out of touch. I never three. I never made the leap from Xbox 360 to Xbox One. Uh, Halo 2 was incredible. I, I remember thinking that that was a real moment in gaming. I've got I it never, here. I've got it in front of me. I Let never me did. Down. I've got it here in front of me. I'm looking at it. Halo 2. It's got Master Chief on the front with a, with a as he would be, with a red background, uh, online enabled, only on Xbox. Um, yeah. Did you play it? Did you, did you complete it? It's the only Halo. So basically, I've got Halo, Halo 2, and then I've got, I'm looking at the over there, and then it went to 360. I've got Halo 3. Halo 3 ODST, Halo Reach, and I think that's, is that Halo 4 there? I think that's where I stopped, uh, and I completed them all on Legendary, but Halo 2 is the only one I can't do on Legendary. Too hard. Where'd you get to? Uh, Ouch. Uh, I can't remember, but that's what I'm going to do. Are, they are proper hard Basically, that's what that's my, my new mission is. I've got all these Halo ones, and I'm looking at the Mass Effect, I'm looking at the Gears of War, and then Resident Evils for GameCube, and I'm going to do all do you, these old games, uh, play them all start to finish. Oh, nice. Do you think um, Halo on Legendary is harder than Double O on GoldenEye? Mm, well, no, I'd say Double O Seven on GoldenEye. I think was harder. It took me one year to complete Double O Seven mode on GoldenEye. Yeah. And it took me less time to do Halo on Legendary. Maybe that's because when Double O Seven came, GoldenEye came out, I was younger, and maybe I wasn't as good a gamer. I don't know. Do reflexes no, get better I, or worse? No. Well, my bugbear with um, GoldenEye is that, yes, generically it is hard on Double O, but I felt like some of the levels, uh, w- there was just chance yeah, involved. Yeah, no, I agree with Whether that. you did it like, so train, I just felt like you flip a coin. If you made oh, that Oh, that's o, the one where you start at the back of the got train, you've got to go through. The time and it's a timer. limit yes. is insane. Yeah. And when you do it, it doesn't really make any sense why that time. No. You know, you've got to get your wristwatch out and go through the hatch. Oh, yes. And, oh, it takes so long to get there. I just remember that took, well, I'd actually say months. That, that is to one of that. those levels, which is a uh, controller through the window or, you know. Oh, I, for sure. I used to, you know, I used to go through a lot of controllers on Mega Drive games and NES and N60. Not so much N64 because they're expensive. But but Mega Drive and Snares, uh, because they were quite cheapish to buy controllers, I would quite often get the controller, unplug it, happily toss, grab it. it by the end of the lead, and just swing it multiple times into the wall till it smashed. Yeah, 
uh, no, you were like that. You were you were quite bad with other people's controllers. <laughs> really? I remember me and Gav, you'd, you'd get it and you'd sort of dig it down a couple of times. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Like, whoa, He's up. Dude, I remember, he's up on the pants. I remember where there, was a, there was a shop called, there was a chain called Game Station and they got taken out by Game. And they used to sell okay. a lot of old uh, retro games quite cheap and they, there was a big collection of uh, Sega Saturn games for 99p. And uh, quite often I'd buy a lot of, I had like six copies of Sega Rally because they were all 99p. And if for some reason I was on a super timed lap and it didn't go well, I'd just open up one of these copies and just snap the disc. Oh my God. <laughs> Not even the one that was in the Saturn that I was playing. Just take one off the shelf. Just just so you're snapping something. <laughs> yeah. Something related wow. to the game I was playing, yeah. You were a savagely bad loser. <laughs> I remember if you, your big thing was to say fault in the program a yeah. lot. That was your big thing. Fault in the programme. If it didn't go well, it's so a If fault it was in the EA Hockey, uh, you were basically scared to beat Chief because either he, you, your pads would get done in or he just keeps saying fault in the programme. Yeah, or pixel, so fault pixelation, in the program. pixelation problem right there. That, sh- that stupid shimmy tactic you and Gav use on EA Hockey, which, was o- which you could only really do with the players that played for your team. The Detroit Red Wings, they just weren't like that. No. No. I couldn't do it. It was a one-on-one on one with the keeper. The, the shimmy. Yeah, so you shimmy left, shimmy the right, and that's when you slap show. it home. Yeah. I, I, just cheating. <laughs> oh, man. I'd like to play you. Know, I'd like we... to come round to your gaff and we'll hook up EA94. Yeah, it's a shame that you can't just, you know, be able to play that online, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. But still have it Mega Drive. I'm yes. not too... I don't I don't really like the... Emulators um, you don't like. Is that what they call it? Yeah. It's just something... I. You have to have the pad to get the full experience of playing the retro game. Yeah. It's just not really the same, is it? Yeah, exactly. I think you need... Um, what have you got in your loft? Two CRT... What have you got TV-wise? No, are so, they like flat screens? Yeah, or? they are. It's an old, really old Panasonic Viera, which has got SCART. Um, yeah, I think the other one that's as well, a big thing, isn't it? SCART. They need SCART. Yeah, they need SCART. And I've got an old, like... I don't know how big that is. Small uh, mini Toshiba. Um, the good thing is TVs have never been e- I mean you could just go on Gumtree and just go out and get three for free yeah. I don't want to put too much weight in the loft that's what I'm saying so I don't really want too many CRTs up here <laughs> they are big yeah. and I don't even know oh. if I'd get it up I'm looking at the loft hatch yeah I don't, e- I don't even know if I'd get a big one oh you're either. talking about a 24 inch not like the little one okay oh you've got what yeah. have you got you've got a little kind of 16 inch I've got a little one it was just free yeah. just on someone's drive and just that's what it. you play your Mega Drive on or your SNES that's what I've got everything hooked up to yeah and it's also actually at the time i was like oh i don't really want a vhs integral to it but it's actually quite fun okay so it's got a vhs at the bottom so i've actually started collecting vhs again oh it's one of the built-in vhs tv Mm, like real 90s like it real 90s anyway okay we've been uh chatting chatting long here about video games you're not into video games um and tough luck jog on jog on dot com (laughs) Um, <laughs> you can find us in all the usual places talking underscore Joe on the Twitter talking Joe comics on Instagram talking Joe comics at gmail.com talking Joe G.I. Joe podcast on the Facebook like I say we will have an award show next week along with those four issues that we discussed that we're going to do um, send us in some well, actually I'll put out some tweets and some Instagram messages you, can, you know people can give us I'll tell you what issues we, we're covering people can give us some suggestions for new awards categories um, as always rate and review us if you like it helps us bump us up the charts the funky iTunes algorithms we need to feed that beast so yeah uh, have a good week and we will see you down the line see you there buddy see you there buddy